Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Maximum Health Radio, Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray, Holistic Physician. Thank you so much for joining us every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard on 88.9 FM, WQCS, that is National Public Radio. And uh, if you have not followed us on Facebook, why haven't you? Uh, Maximum Health Radio on Facebook. Keeps you up to date with the, the you know upcoming shows uh, before they happen. And uh, any sort of other community-related or nationally-related re- news that needs to be... Uh, heard or seen um also instagram twitter linkedin some variation thereof look for doc ken or dr ken gray or dr ken k gray or <laughs> um just keep in touch because we need you uh, without you this does not happen and um for all you maximum health radio fans quality living we thank you for your support now as you know we have a new guest every week and in this case we have a uh, two new guests um both here for the same cause Something extremely important and very near and dear to more people's hearts and growing every day. Uh, Leukemia and lymphoma, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, um, makes an effort to help families in need uh, and suffering with leukemia, lymphoma. Um, They do an event every year, um, and I know that locally it's it's become very big, and it's the uh, sort of the men and women of the year where... uh, candidates take part and raise money and raise awareness and you know off the air I was talking with my two uh, guests one former woman of the year and one that's running this year both of them happen to be affected through family members but it's not always a prerequisite Uh, and in some way shape or form this is a disease that affects us all because it's well number one scary there's not much in the way that we feel that we have control over it Um, and when it happens it affects us all in some way whether it's a friend or family member Um, and it's for those of you that don't know it's basically blood cancer it's blood related cancer so it hits us deep and it hits every part of our body yes right that's our life fluid absolutely yeah so we have in the studio with us we have Jen Thomas um, and we have Laura uh, Neandros thank you for joining us thank Thank you for having us Right. So the former yes. woman of the year, mm-hmm. um, not just because you're of your beauty, but also because oh, you were you. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously went out and you did so much for the community. Yes. Yeah. I ran last year um, right. and I very thankfully won woman of the year. Mm-hmm. My team and I raised one hundred thousand dollars in the 10 week period, which was a really big feat for us. That's huge. That's it was huge. Big. Yeah. And uh, 
It is, and it was really yeah. exciting because I get to see firsthand where that money goes in terms of research and patients, and um, you see a lot of the people that are affected locally who are involved in this as well as the national and global effort. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a really nice full circle moment. Now, it obviously would take a lot of time to raise that type of money. Yes, it took a and, tremendous and amount of time. And you're a professional woman. You're, yes. You're not just sitting around doing nothing. You're, no, you're actually yeah. um, work and you're project manager. Yes. And um, yeah, my, my time management um, really excelled in those yeah. 10 weeks, I would say. Uh, but I had a team and there was uh, 11 of us total that just worked really, really hard and um, really made this a priority because it is just 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not that long, although when you're in it, it feels like it's taking forever. Right. And you own your own business? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, I'm in construction, so it's a bit of a industry where you're all over the place, pulled in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. So um, dedicating your time to it was difficult, but well worth it in the end. Why was it worth it for you? Well, my mom suffers from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, so I had a very personal connection to it. And um, before I was really aware of what LLS did, um, they had helped my mom getting her specific treatments that she needed. I remember there was like some shot she needed that had to be flown in, refrigerated, defrosted, heated, like all these different parts of it. It was very expensive and very difficult. And through the organization, they were able to help facilitate that. Um, They helped get her in touch with a specialist out in Boston that she went and saw. And the research that they do is is really unbelievable. I wasn't really aware in terms of other organizations how it's so how common it is to to donate so little of what's actually brought in towards research or patients or the actual need that you think you're donating to when it goes to administration and all these other things. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society donates I think almost 80% of what they bring in and you can really see it because their research affects not just blood cancers, which obviously is their goal, but is able to affect a multitude of autoimmune diseases and cancers because what I learned that I found to be very interesting is that, say you have brain cancer, it's very difficult to test an active brain without killing the person. You know, very often it's done postpartum, um, you know, after, after death. And with blood, you can test blood day and night, anytime, regardless of where the person's at and their disease. And it really facilitates research in a way that, you know, they've come up with, uh, a a friend of ours has MS and a treatment that was used a few years ago for lymphoma is now treating her MS. And uh, some breast cancer and um, I think liver cancer, all these different therapies that are coming out that treat not just blood cancer, but a lot of other cancers. And I really believe that the treatment that we'll find for other diseases right. will stem from research that was based off of blood research, right. blood cancer research. I could see that because when you look at one of the most difficult cancers, this is it. Yeah. Besides pancreatic. Yeah. And so those are the re- the research because it's so difficult and so time intensive mm-hmm. and so involving, you know, artificial intelligence and yeah. all of this. Y- you know, you can only do better from there. When you, I when think you, so. You know, those but answers. the availability yeah. of of blood. Yeah. I think really helps that because when you're getting involved with organs, yeah. I think it complicates things tremendously. Right. Um, so you can always test blood, and that really struck out to me 
-hmm. when I was going through the process last year and learning right. about it. And you don't have a medical background, but this no. is just but because no. of your interest, because yeah. of your being, between yeah. my mom and being involved, I was I got very interested in you know, when someone close to you is diagnosed with something mm -hmm. or you lose someone because of it, it's a very helpless feeling. Right. And that was the thing that really um, grabbed me was this feeling of helplessness. Like, all right, I'm not a doctor and I don't understand most of what they say. Right. These appointments. Um, so so had, I need to do something. And you by had getting to research involved, yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I, I tried to inform myself as much as I could and mm -hmm. got involved with LLS. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. Mm -hmm. It was a really growing experience for me my family you meet so many people and you know you meet these kids that come in mm -hmm. that are being treated or who are, are in remission you meet patients that are in remission or you know got a treatment through LLS um, research that facilitated a treatment right. and it's it's really amazing you see firsthand where the dollars go and you can see that I felt like I was actually making a difference. Right. Even, you know, $100,000 in the grand scheme of what they bring in, they've r dedicated over a billion dollars towards research since their inception. So my $100,000 is a drop in the bucket, but I still was able to see where that money went and feel like I was actually making a difference. I think more than that, and one of the things I, me I mentioned over the years of doing this uh, on the radio and, and speaking with people involved with foundations and fundraising, is that it's a choice of caving in, going into a hole, mm -hmm. and woe is me, and thinking about all the negative, and crying, and so forth and so on, and what was, you know, my parent, or whoever it is, right. or rising to the occasion, being your loved one's advocate, yeah. Being becoming, your own advocate, becoming, becoming productive, ed, productive right. educated. And so, yes, it's maybe a drop in the bucket money-wise, but think of all those people that you touch on the right. journey of raising that money, educating them, right. speaking with them. And then now here you are on National Public Radio, yeah, right. <laughs> speaking to amazing. more people. And this was like, you're not even running this year, but you're right. still, in a so sense, I'm, running. Yeah, no, I'll forever for, be involved. For, you're forever involved, yeah. so, you know. Um, and that brings us to Miss Jennifer Thomas, <laughs> who's this year, uh, one of this year's candidates uh, running for Woman of the Year for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Who's the one that has inspired your involvement? Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My father passed away from colon cancer 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, I was unaware of the resources available um, through the hard work of organizations like LLS to cancer patients and their families. Um, and, and frankly, I didn't know what to do with um, the emotion and the energy that came from that experience of, and, of loss for me and my family. Um, and then, so a couple of years ago, I met a friend through yoga. I also teach yoga outside of my, my day job in engineering. Um, I met a, a friend, Ali Gotho, who ran in 2017 for Woman of the Year. She's also a blood cancer survivor. And um, before I even knew that she was a cancer survivor, I always admired her physical and mental strength. Um, when I watched her practice yoga and when I spoke to her about things that she was excited about, and then we did teacher training together, and um, she shared that she was a cancer survivor. And, and that started to reshape my perspective of the disease as a whole. Um, and it inspired me in a new way to, um, to see how strong cancer um, can look in a person. Because I had only seen how much it weakens the physical body prior to that. Um, and so uh, when I got 
nominated to run for Woman of the Year. Um, I was nervous about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly. Um, but Which is a good thing. Because <laughs> then you'll understand the, yeah. the capacity I of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I am so inspired is the best word I can think of to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, to have the opportunity to build a team working to raise awareness and, and very necessary funds to, to help the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society do the good work that they're doing mm-hmm. um, for this cancer, um, for blood cancers and for all cancers. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we both spoke on it. My my goal for my campaign is to reshape the future of a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that is how do we bring our, our best selves forward? There's a lot in life that we don't feel like we have control over, um, but we can control how what living well looks like, You know what we consume, how we move, how we breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my campaign, in terms of um, events, there's a lot of um, wellness, yoga, mm-hmm. we're going to Orange Theory, yeah. um, and then how can we educate ourselves and raise aware- awareness? So um, my my signature event is at the Science Center um, in May, um, but leading up to that, we have a lot of other opportunities to showcase the legacy of people that we've lost from the disease and um, the survival stories that will continue to inspire us. Right. Now, you know, you're thinking blood cancers, what, you know, what starts this? How does it happen? You know, uh, that's got to be the question that you both have been asked you obviously Laura when you were mm-hmm. running you know do they have answers <laughs> where does it come from you know yeah, for people know. that haven't been touched maybe I think would be more ignorant and, and want those type of answers but even the people that have been touched by it I would think you know was, was there something I could have done to avoid this do either of you think of that or oh yeah I think about that all the time yeah. I'm very much convinced that my mom's disease has a lot to do with um, her lifestyle. She was raised in New Jersey, um, which the amount of people that are diagnosed with cancer in New Jersey is really unbelievable. Of her classmates, I think she had a class of like 500. They've already lost almost 40 people to cancer in New Jersey. New Jersey? Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, in Northeast New Jersey, there was Mm. a lot of polluting. Um, She was raised on a lot of processed food. That was the time when agriculture and everything changed and chemicals really introduced into the diet. And the doctors said that they call my mom's disease the disease of, of her generation. Mm. Um, and I think it is very widely environmental-based, is my opinion. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's some genetic factors in there. Yeah. But, but, but it I sounds, really it's, feel that. That's a huge number in yeah. a small area yeah, to I, not consider I, those yeah, possibilities. I, I think yeah. our the change in our lifestyles in the last... We're, 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 there's a trend now of becoming so much more aware of your food and your health and fitness and all of that. But up until probably, I don't know, the last 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. I never really noticed anyone to care about where their food was being sourced. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And so for that period of time, people were eating things that they didn't know and introducing things yeah. into their system that they were completely unaware of. And I think that is a huge part of it, and as well as genetics. Some people are predisposed to sure. certain genes sure. and things yeah. like that. Uh, those are the two factors that I've seen to yeah. to make the most sense to me. But but that's, you know, and just to say, you know, I think there's this whole movement of um, genetically modifying, you know, what what if we genetically modify humans? And, right. You know, what people don't understand is that's just information. And yeah. you can change the, the information is just lays dormant unless it has catalysts. And you're always yeah. going to have information. You're always going to have catalysts. So it's better to manage a catalyst than to try to create these sort of scenarios mm-hmm. where we're almost... 
yeah. immune because you're just going to create another domino effect and you know new diseases yeah, and, and mutations of viruses and so I just had to say that because you know when you look at what we can do to control is really nature was perfect and we were perfect <laughs> and then we and then changed we messed it up. no we messed it up so just unmess <laughs> it up how about that I like know. why don't we just do that and you know grow food and you know help our soil and yeah. you know I, th- I um, really think not pollute the air yeah. but going through the process it was yeah. really amazing to me how many people are affected yeah. i think it's actually today really hard to find someone who isn't whether it's directly or indirectly affected by cancer right who doesn't know someone that, oh sure no yeah. you know yeah. it's yeah. and, really it, and it also age Right. Both of you can agree. Jen, Laura, is age really that, you know, used to be cancer was this, uh, you don't have to think about it to maybe your 60s, 70s. Mm -hmm. I mean, at one point it was probably 70s, 80s. Now then it was 60s, 50s. Now it's edging down. Now it's like, you know, you could be a teen and be diagnosed with. I was uh, with my mom for her treatment and there was a. Every time we go, there's younger and younger people. And I saw a woman who had to be like 25. Yeah. you know, Allie's, how old is Allie? She's, she was, um, I think she said 26 when she yeah. got blood right. cancer. She was right. really young. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. It is. But, uh, yes, it's scary. However, it, these conversations are important. Right. And what these do, and your education, you're going out in the community and talking with mm-hmm. people, sparks these questions as well. Mm-hmm. Not only, okay, here's our money, here's our time, let's help yeah. families in need, but okay, how can we get lessen the families in need right, <laughs> inevitably yeah. right so that's education being aware and like you're saying environment food mm-hmm. diet so forth and so on yeah. has it changed the way that you approach your life and source yes. your food and yeah. activities tell I, us how because uh, I, I obviously will get to you because mm-hmm. I'm interested in your background with yoga and so okay. forth because that's something I prescribe to my patients literally prescribe write it on you know yoga <laughs> <laughs> two times a day two times a week sorry what, what it, how has it changed your life um well i would say before i found out my mom was sick i got really interested in like where the food was coming from i really like to cook so i was ingredients really interested me and where they were coming from and then after she got sick i was like you know i really started to pay more attention to it and i got much more into fitness and um researched where i was you know i was trying to go to locals i was local farmers market make sure I know where they're growing it, what the farm it, you know, mm-hmm. do as much research as I can. And I try to make as much as I can. Like I always tell my mom, even if I want a cookie, like I'll make cookies, but I know what's in them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I made it. It's not all these ingredients you can't pronounce, things right. like that. Right. Um, so that's really what I have really changed with me is I, I make the, I go be over an extra to make sure that I know whatever I'm using, whether it be like sunscreen or makeup or food or whatever. So not only what you put in, but what is outside of your yeah, body as well. Yeah. Because your skin is an organ. That's one thing Absolutely. people don't realize. Absolutely. It absorbs everything. Yeah. Nail polish. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's overwhelming when I think about like what we've done for years and mm-hmm. what we continue to do. And the reality is it's they're just not natural elements. And right. we're putting them in our system. And we don't know what that's going to do. Right. Some people could be okay. A lot of us, right. not so much. And I have to say, you know, the one biggest excuse that I've heard when I first started, now not so much mm-hmm. in my practice, but with patients, is that, well, you know, how come my par- my mom did fine and she smoked and drank during, you know, pregnancy? Or how come my grandmother right. lived till 110 and she ate butter every day? Whatever it is. You know, what people don't realize is there's something called acquired... Um, 
uh, and, and congenital uh, deficiencies. So congenital is things that are handed down mm-hmm. from generation to generation. So those deficiencies come from maybe prior diseases. You know, they say genetics, but more than that. You know, so if, a, if you have a great-grandfather with a fairly bad liver, the next time, next time, you know, then there's acquired. So you may inherit a fully beautiful body, great organs and health, but you're fed from you the moment it, you're yeah. born, you know, cheese sticks and, you know, raw franks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen that, you know, children in the stroll is eating like a cold frank, you know, oh things like God. that. And, you know, or candy all the time. And then, of course, you acquire deficiencies. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said of that. And so now if you come through that generations of microwave food and canned right. foods and processed foods, then, of course, the next, you know, the next person in that generation is going to have congenital deficiencies, mm-hmm. which they won't have the force field, the the ability to deal with diseases. And so their likelihood, especially if there's some genetic predisposition to lymphoma, <laughs> you know, yeah. leukemia, that sort of things. Absolutely. Um, here Just we are. It, right. Okay. So can we get to specifics about, you know, well, we know, again, I was going to say you do, you obviously live a lifestyle of wellness yoga and breathing has become very prominent but with that comes an awareness of the body and exercise and diet as well absolutely um, and i i do want to reinforce that uh, you we're all human and so there's no like perfect i i talk to students that come to my yoga class all the time and 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 people say that oh well i couldn't do it this many times a week or i I really can't give up this one thing in my diet, you know, right. even though I know it's bad for me. Um, so I, so, so they don't do anything at all, or they, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're nervous that if they can't fit whatever perfect mold um, looks like, that they that they shy away from it right. for for a lot of different reasons. And so I just want to reinforce that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a practice. Yoga right. is a practice. There's no you are already perfect right. um, when you come into the practice. And so there are some things in my diet that I wish I didn't love, but mm-hmm. I eat sometimes sure, because yeah. it's good. <laughs> um, but I think a big part of it is awareness, right? Yeah. I'm aware, and I'm making a conscious decision to eat that thing that um, mm-hmm. maybe in the future I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, won't be my decision but i'm not in the passenger seat i'm in the driver's seat of my health and and my decisions have changed throughout my yoga journey and so i just want to reinforce that it's something that everyone can do a little bit at a time and it's easy if we just make those conscious decisions and see how that shifts over time as we learn more yep awareness and balance Mm -hmm. right which is rooted in yoga diet everything and should be rooted in our lives so so prevention awareness and help and so this campaign uh and the event coming up around the corner (laughs) yes uh, april 24th we have um our next large event which is we're calling it um drops of life Mm -hmm. and it's a premium wine tasting Mm -hmm. at the vine post in juno beach and yes they're they're huge supporters of our campaign so we're really excited to partner with them um we're gonna have um food past or appetizers and hors d'oeuvres and and i've been told heavy pours of very Mm. very good wine (laughs) and there's probably no better place to have heavy pours of really good wine <laughs> than the vine post i have to say um, i love that place <laughs> and, the, and the and the owners yeah and so we'll our 
our team will be there, so we'll have lots of people to answer questions. We have a really exciting uh, silent auction, lots of good opportunity for bidding on great products, mm -hmm. and um, so we're really excited about that. For more information on anything in our campaign, if you go to tinyurl.com slash thomasjen, so that's T-H-O-M-A-S-J-E-N, um, there's opportunity to read. I post every week about what we're doing. Okay. And then, obviously, opportunity to donate. And then you can purchase event tickets for any of our events coming up. Okay. And again, that's at the Vine Post Wednesday, April 24th, uh, 5.30 to 8 p.m. And the Vine Post is located on 817 Donald Ross Road in Juneau Beach, Florida. Um, so now, what are some things you want to just share? I guess we'll start with you, Laura. If you want to say... Why should $1 be given, at least, to LLS? I think if you're going to donate money, for me, it's really important to know where the money's going. It's not going to an executive who drives a fancy car. It's going to a patient or to research mm -hmm. that potentially could be treating you one day, mm. you know, God forbid. So that was my, really, reinforcement for deciding to stick with LLS because mm -hmm. I know the money's actually going somewhere and is making a difference. It's not mm -hmm. going in someone's pocket who doesn't need it. Love it. Jen? Help us reshape the future of a cancer diagnosis. I love that LLS, um, while focused on blood cancers, is really um, in the forefront of uh, helping with treatments and cures for all cancers and other uh, diseases. So I, I'm excited to be a part of that solution in the future. Wonderful. Well, you've got my vote, Jen. <laughs> thank you so <laughs> much. Laura, Mine thank too. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and thank you uh, both for what you're doing, but also, Laura, that you're sticking with it and continuing yeah. to. Um, no, I'll be you know. I'll be a part of LLS forever. I think, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, uh, for those of you out there that uh, still want to know more, obviously we have again. I want to just repeat the URL. Oh yes, it's uh, tinyurl.com/slash. Thomas Jen, so that's T-H-O-M-A-S-J-E-N, and that will take you directly to um, our campaign site. Right, and and we'll be connecting on my social media, so if you follow me on Maximum Health Radio or Doc Ken on Facebook or any of the other social medias, you'll be able to connect with these two wonderful individuals, and uh, we just hope you continue to support Maximum Health Radio. We thank you both for joining us and hope you will now, uh, listeners out there, uh, feel more comfortable and hopeful in supporting uh, leukemia, lymphoma, society and also uh, voting for your man or woman of the year. What is the universe trying to tell us now? Well, you can find out Saturday, April 27th from 12 to 3 p.m. at the New Norton Museum of Art Stiller Auditorium at the first annual Star Summit Talk with special panelists, Brown University astrophysicist Dr. Stefan Alexander, Director of Science Institute at St. John's College, Peter Pesek, John Bell, Director of the Planetarium at IRSC, Functional Medicine Doctor, Mark Gokey, as well as Functional Nutritionist, Mary Gokey. We'll see you there at the first annual Star Summit Talk, Science, Technology, Arts, Renaissance, moderated by yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray, Holistic Physician. Purchase your tickets via eventbrite.com today. All right. See you next time. Thank you. Dirige ma vie entière. Je peux vous donner un peu de mon cœur. Mais avant, il faut que vous dansiez. Dansez, dansez, dansez-vous. Dansez, dansez, 
Dansez-vous, dansez, dansez, dansez-vous, dansez, dansez, dansez-vous. Savoir qui vous êtes Si vous ne dansez pas avec 